0: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to the Football Podcast. Today, I want to discuss latest news about N'Golo Kante. Various sources today. It is the transfer window, of course, very soon. Uh, June the 10th, I think it opens officially, but obviously big deals have been done already. Erling Haaland to Manchester City, for one. I also note that even Perisic is uh, leaving Inter at the end of his contract for Tottenham at the age of 33. 34 in February, but... uh, Antonio Conte has worked with him before and he's clearly a player of top quality. Whether he can get a tune out of him at that age or whether he will just be seen as a really decent addition to the squad. Both, probably. Um, Strange sounds in the background. I'm in the forest with my little doggy woggy. Anyway, um, Perisic, good good move for Tottenham to bolster their squad. Apparently they've got a transfer kitty of hundred and fifty million. But all I want to talk about Ngolo Kante because Laurie Whitwell from The Athletic and an article in The Guardian has suggested today that Manchester United could be interested are considering a bid for Angolo Kante. There are things that which annoy me about this straight away. Firstly, Manchester United considering a bid for Ngolo Kante. Surely We were hoping that uh, the appointment of Eric Ten Hag would take away all of this indecision at Manchester United. That he'd have a clear list of targets that he wants to sign this summer. And that it wouldn't be a, a question of considering targets come June. It would be a serious short list of players for Manchester United to pursue. Obviously, in the real world, we can't always sign the players that we want to sign and perhaps N'Golo Kanto is a little bit further down the list uh, in terms of desired players but is just somebody that could fit into the jigsaw. Now, what I want to say first and foremost is he is a majestic footballer um, at 31 years of age. He's still one of the best players in the world. I saw him come on in the FA Cup final, Chelsea against Liverpool, a couple of weeks ago. Came on as a sub and he was the best player on the park. He's unbelievable the way he knits a game together, the way he threads it all together from his position in the midfield. He was coming back and doing the dirty work in defence. He was passing the ball out of defence and he was making himself available in the midfield and even getting forward for attacks. He really is an unbelievable footballer. And Thomas Tuchel admitted as much the Chelsea boss admitted as much in the last couple of weeks he said he's our Mo Salah he's our Kevin De Bruyne he is that good Uh, N'Golo Kante obviously does something different to those two attacking players but he's everywhere in the side he's a complete midfielder he's box to box he scores goals he's got an incredible passing range and he's just everywhere his mobility is unbelievable and he's velvety he is His touch is so classy and stylish he's a technically incredible footballer, but the elephant in the room, the injury record, as Tuchel said in the same quote he said i can't he's only available forty percent of the time, so we can't rely on him. he's our key player, but we can't rely on him if he's only going to play forty percent of the games. He started twenty one Premier League matches last season for Chelsea, so that's over half, but still he was Wrapped in cotton wool, I guess, for lesser games that were deemed to be lesser of lesser importance. You know, cup games, etc., etc. Now, of course, at 31, you do wrap in cotton wool your best players, and you wouldn't necessarily play them in the Rumbelows Cup or, or the you know uh, lesser competitions. But you need to know when you're signing a player that they are going to largely give you have a clean bill of health, and that. Uh, you're not going to be... Eric Ten Hag's trying to build a team here and you can't necessarily... As I said, I wouldn't be completely disappointed if, if Canter came to Manchester United as part of a you know a wider scheme to bring players in. Man United have lost Nemanja Matic, they've lost Paul Pogba, uh, Mata has played in the midfield, Lingard has played in the midfield. They're losing all of those players this summer and they're going to need to bolster with at least two midfielders that's that's clear but the sort of players that they're after Frankie De Jong and Declan Rice are going to cost an absolute fortune And N'Golo Kante potentially seen as part of the jigsaw. But at 31 years of age, again, it just doesn't feel like a fresh move for, you know, uh, fresh ideas to build a team. Man United should surely be now investing in younger players, especially as, you know, they can't offer Champions League football to the creme de la creme of Europe. And a lot of players around Europe are going to, that's going to be a prerequisite for them. And they can go to teams. Teams will be vying for them who are in the Champions League. But this is Manchester United. We keep... You know, Man United sort of, you know, running on fumes these days in terms of their history and using that, uh, their name is basically their history rather than anything they're doing currently, but it is still a club with a huge cachet and with Eric Ten Hag at the helm, such a a visionary coach, he will be able to persuade certain players that this is part of a, a, a project and, you know. Man United can't win the Champions League next season because they're not going to be in it, but they can win the Premier League. And I think if you ask most Manchester United fans if they'd rather win the Premier League or the Champions League, at this point in time, I think most would say the Premier League to get back to the top of English football before they start trying to conquer Europe again. And it isn't with it isn't it is within the realms of possibility that Man United could win the, the league next season. And somebody like N'Golo Kante could probably help with that. But longer term obviously he's not gonna be the man. I mean he's got a fantastic engine and fantastic mobility if his muscle problems which is what he has had over the years so it's not like a knee or an ankle or something that could keep him out of the game forever these are muscle niggles so with the absolutely the right people the right physios um, at the club perhaps he could be used in the right manner and keep and be kept fit if he can be kept fit he's just unbelievable and in terms of Getting Man United back into the Champions League next season, which is obviously the target, and, and really pushing at the top end of the Premier League, if N'Golo Kante is fit, it'd be an amazing acquisition. Uh, Man United could probably get him for maybe 12 or £15 million, considering he's only got one year left on his contract at Chelsea. And apparently Chelsea are open to offers, because they they, want, they themselves want to bring fresh blood into the club. So it's an interesting one. Of course, N'Golo Kante is not going to be the only signing for Manchester United this summer if they were, for example, to buy Frankie de Jong and N'Golo Kante. That would be an incredible refreshment of a midfield area which has lacked guile and creativity and graft over the last couple of years. Man United do have... Scott Scott McTominay. And I think that he could be part of a very successful Manchester United team and squad moving forward. But obviously, he doesn't have everything in his locker. And if you could add the craft of de Jong and N'Golo Kante to that midfield, that would be an absolutely wonderful three for me. You'd have the monstrous... McTominay the physical beast that is McTominay uh you know winning every single physical duel and then the craft and graft of of N'Golo Kante who's everywhere on the pitch knits everything together makes himself available and 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 is perfect for that, a team that wants to play out of defence because he's beautiful at finding the little pockets of space to allow progressive passing. And then Frankie de Jong, we all know what he's about. Uh, you'll have seen the videos over the last few days and weeks uh, since the, the speculation has arisen about Frankie de Jong. And uh, wonderful dribbler, wonderful passer, a very creative midfielder. Does a bit of everything really, but yeah, very gifted uh, technical player. 25 years of age and you know i could he be persuaded apparently he needs some persuasion but champions league football is a big deal for him uh, as well barcelona potentially this is according to the athletic and and the guardian barcelona could be persuaded to sell because they still have financial issues uh xavi hernandez the boss of barcelona does want to keep frankie de jong but He's also aware of the financial constraints and he will want to uh, buy players as well this summer himself. So he'll have his own vision for the club. So it looks as if it is a deal that is doable. Manchester United, I'm hearing, have £120 million net to spend in the transfer window. Frenkie de Jong could cost £80 million of that. So it does leave Manchester United with little wiggle room when you consider all the areas that need strengthening. But we've all been hearing about defenders over the last week or so, Pau Torres and Hurrian Timber in particular, and I think that would be a fantastic, they'd be a fantastic additions to a leaky defence, but apparently Eric Ten Hag mainly wants to concern himself with the midfield to start with, a midfield bereft of, of talent at Man United for the last few years, to be honest and he obviously sees that as the big issue, the heartbeat of the side um, if Man United have a world-class midfield, that will pro- most likely take the pressure off the defence and make the defence look better and and feed the attack, which of course we all know there is huge quality in that Man United forward line, but they're not. But they have not been getting the service for too long now. So I don't disagree with Ten Hag if his fo- main focus is on the midfield, but obviously there are other issues in the side. Like probably when we looked at the start of last season, we all talked about an embarrassment of riches at Man United in terms of the forward line. Now that has been depleted massively. We're losing Cavani. Mason Greenwood persona non grata and probably not coming back to the club anytime soon. And uh, Marcus Rashford, dreadfully off form. Um, Again, I think Ten Hag will sort that out. I think Ten Hag can sort Rashford out, turn him into a proper player again. And then Anthony Martial, who Man United will definitely try to sell this summer to add money to the coffers. Who will buy him a player with questionable temperament? I don't know. What would they get for him? £20 maybe, if they're lucky. But still only 26 years of age. Martial could do a job. Uh, it, but he just has not realized his potential. So, a heavily depleted forward line, but still one that you could cobble together a top f- uh, forward line with the likes of, you know, Sancho, Rashford and Cristiano Ronaldo next season. If they're being fed by quality in the midfield then. That would make a huge difference. And the defense again, I think Man United have to push the boat out for Timber at very least. I would like Man United to buy Pau Torres and Julian Timber. If you listen to my podcast from yesterday, the last couple of days, I was talking about a back line for United. And I think the ideal back line for United would be De Gea in goal. Although, as I've said in the other podcast, which you can check out, there are question marks over De Gea long term as well. But Luke Shaw at left back. uh Harry and Timber at right back. And Pau Torres and Varane in the centre of that defence. Then you could sell a couple with the likes of Lindelof uh, and Bailly. They could We could rustle up a bit of cash by selling those two. And Tellez. Uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, you could, sell that. you could sell all four of those and make some cash. So there will be some money coming into the club as well, for sure. Uh, so when we talk about 120 net, there will be outgoing. So Man United will be probably more, more than likely spend more than 120 million this summer. But let's assume that 80 million is going on Frankie de Jong, 20 million on Angola Kante, and then Man United can maybe rustle up another 50 million in sales. That gives them 70 million more to spend on the attack and the defence. So... Eric Ten Hag is going to have to be clever in his dealings. And Man United, over the last few years, have just gone for the high-profile players, the expensive high-profile players. Who are we talking about this summer? We're talking about Frankie de Jong. We're talking about Declan Rice. Massively high-profile players who Man United are going to have to pay a huge amount of money for. When are they going to unearth some gems again? Look at Manchester City buying Alvarez uh, from Argentina. Uh, in, the, in the last few weeks, you know, they Man City, yeah, they do buy the likes of Erling Haaland, the hyper profile players, but they also bring some beauties through that haven't are, haven't been so well known. Players like Bernardo Silva, absolute legend at Man City now. Uh, they've just got great scouting. And Man United are going to need to unearth some gems as well. Now, what we do know is that there's a lot of good players coming through the youth side. Man United won the Youth Cup uh, this season. and But these players, they're, they're, are they going to be battle-ready for next season? Unlikely. They're going to be fed in slowly. The likes of Garnacho, Fernandez, and um, Shoré potentially Players like that, uh, there's some, and, and Mebri as well, Hannibal Mebri, um, a good midfielder who looks like he probably, I mean, he's played for Algeria for the, the full international size. You know, he's probably going to get some minutes in midfield next season. But United are going to have to be clever. I'd like them to. I'd like to see Man United make Frankie De Jong their marquee signing. But there's also been a lot of talk about Darwin Nunes to Manchester United. He's going to cost seventy or eighty million. So there's going to have to be a lot of juggling as far as Eric Ten Hag is concerned, and I. I would I think any fan of any club would like to see a fully fit Kante in their side because he is pretty much peerless. It, uh, at the age of 31, he's peerless when he's on top form and he's fully fit. So it'd be a brilliant signing for the now, but. Just a little bit cautious because what I want to see is I want to see Manchester United building properly for the future. I heard an interesting quote from Jamie Carragher the other day, or it was a conversation with Jamie Carragher. Anyway, somebody was talking to him and he was saying, "When you look at the investment that Liverpool and Man City have spent over the last three or four years, that investment is on the pitch. That you know the likes of." um, all the players that they bought—the De Bruyner's, the the Mares, the Sterling's, that you know those pl- those big money signings—they're all playing on the pitch. The Alisson's, the the um, the Salas, the Marnes; those investments have paid off. Whereas you look at Man United's investments—Lukaku for seventy million, Pogba for ninety million, these uh, 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 Alexi Sanchez, uh, all these huge signings, A- A- Angel Di Maria—all these huge signings. Have not paid off for United. That money, that investment, that billion pounds that they've spent, it's not on the pitch. It's been moved on and um, for less money. Pogba, 90 million. He's going on the free this summer. Uh Lukaku, United you know, got a decent decent money for him, same same as they paid, but the right decisions need to be made moving forward. And I think De Jong would be the right decision at twenty-five. You know, he could be the captain of Man United one day. And Yuri and Timba, fresh blood, 20 years of age. The likes of Kante, I'd be happy because it would get us in the Premier League, the Champions League next season, um, but it doesn't feel like a long-term vision, obviously beyond huge wages, Man United are going to lose, uh, are going to ha- clear up loads of players off the wage bill, the likes of Mata, 130 grand, Pogba, 250 grand, um, Lingard, 120, 130 grand, players like that, it's going it's to free up a lot of space for Man United to bring players in, and of course, you need experience as well as youth, but... N'Golo Kante, on the fence about it because initially when I heard about it, I thought, yeah, great player, but does that really excite me in terms of a new vision for Man United moving forward? Well, I suppose you need some balance. And as I said, Ten Hag's going to have to be clever in the market this summer. And if you can get someone like uh, N'Golo Kante for £15 million, uh, then why not? I think probably I would go for it. Alongside Frankie de Jong and Scott McTominay in the midfield. I like the idea of it. Let me know what you think in the comments uh, in on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast in uh, YouTube, and um, I shall speak to you again soon. Take care.